Welcome to the New Japan Grumble. I am Dan of the Royal Grumble and I'm here to preview the Premier League of Professional Wrestling Tournaments, the 27 G1 Climax. 20 competitors split into two blocks, narrowed down to one winner who will win a briefcase containing a contract to challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. The G1 is nearly upon us. This is part two of the preview we're doing on the New Japan Grumble as part of the Royal Grumble. Uh, if you want to listen to part one, go back in our feed or go to our website, royalgrumble.weebly.com, and you can find part one where we talked all about the A block. So if you want to hear about guys like Zat Sabre Jr., Tetsuya Naito, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tomohori Ishii, all these great competitors, Yuji Nagata, I have to mention Eugene and Gata, don't I? Uh, go back and listen to our feed. And while you're there, subscribe, because then you'll get all the episodes easy. As we go through the G1 Climax, you'll get all the New Japan Grumbles. Should be one a week uh, to preview, to talk about all the action that's happened and to preview stuff that's coming up. And you'll get the Royal Grumble Show every Sunday, where we talk about all the week's news with myself, our host Graham, and Daryl, normally saying something inappropriate, I guess. Um, this week's show will be about Great Balls of Fire. If you watch that pay-per-view, get to hear our thoughts on it if you want to. And there'll be lots of other stuff to cover too. But for now, we're going to talk about the B block of the G1 Climax 27. If you don't already, now's the perfect time to subscribe to New Japan World. In case you were wondering about the amount of times I said this on the first part of the preview, and I'll probably say it a few times at this one, we're not sponsored by them or anything. I just really believe that it's some of the best, if not the best wrestling in the world right now you got so many great talents and as we talk about the b-box you'll hear exactly who i mean uh, there's so much great wrestling going on in this company they've had two matches that have broke dave Meltzer's rating system this year and that's as well they've had so many amazing matches that any other year would be match of the year and they're getting overlooked because there's so many great matches happening in this company right now and it might be one of those things where you think Oh, people go on about this company so much and uh, it's overhyped too much. Trust me, just give it a chance and now's the perfect time. It's about £7. It's 999 yen if you want to go and Google and do the, do the conversion. And for that £7 odd, whatever it'll be, you will get 19 shows of top quality wrestling over the next 27 days. And there's nowhere else. Like WWE Network can't give you that. You can go back and watch all stuff, but so this has old stuff too. Uh, you get 27 days of the absolute best. Seriously, if you didn't see any, if you've never seen a G1 climax before, uh, how the guys kind of treat is every match is super important. They go out there and work like it's a WrestleMania main event, and every match is just stunning. Not every match will be the type of work rate Kenny Omega <laughs> Okada match that you think it'll be. There's a guy in there in this in this block that will make sure that doesn't happen. However, you'll get to see something on every single show that will make it worth your while to just spend that £7. Uh, if you're not going to subscribe, at least try and find the, the odd match. I'm sure there's places, but you'd be best off subscribing to New Japan World. They're going to have English commentary on some of the nights as well, in case you're not familiar with the action. It is honestly well worth your time. And we'll be covering it all here on the Royal Grumble 2. Let's go through the B-Block competitors start off with a guy who had a he's on his third tournament and he's had great showings all times Michael Elgin. Uh Michael Elgin if you're not familiar with him is a powerhouse American uh, Canadian, sorry, he's not American. I think he's based in America now, which is why I said that. Um and he's had some absolutely stunning matches over the last few years in New Japan. He's one of the top foreigners or Gaijin, however you whichever word you prefer in New Japan. However, I feel like since um last year he got an a Broke his orbital bone in a match with Naito last October, I think it was. 
in a match that was supposed to build up to a singles match between them happened in a tag match where he just booted in the face. Uh, it's not like it's not like Naito is normally like that. Um, it was just a freak accident, and he's kind of become the missing guy now, despite the fact that he has had some. He had a really amazing match with Naito at the G1 climax, at the G1 special. Sorry, he had a really great match with Kenny Omega, and they've had great matches over the past year. Michael Logan is definitely one to watch in this tournament. He had a really great showing again last year. He got 10 points in last year's tournament, which is quite good. Um, he'll be a big one to watch in this, and he'll be responsible for a lot of the really great matches in this in this block. Next up is Evil of Los Ingobernables de Japón, the King of Darkness. Um, Evil is a guy who you can tell that New Japan have, feel like he's got a very big future in front of him. But they're kind of holding back a little bit at first, which is fine because this is the time of year when the people you don't get to see much of, like Evil's been in a lot of six-man tags this year. He got a little bit of a showing last year in the Never Tournament. He got some matches with Shibata. Um, not Never Tournament, in Never Title matches. The G1 is where guys like Evil really get to show what they're capable of and they're very, very capable. <laughs> um, this will be his second G1. His first one was last year where he got eight points. And he did play spoiler in quite a lot of matches. Um, you're going to see Los Ingobernables getting involved in their matches as well. I can imagine Bushi will be around. And there's also an interesting thing with someone else who's in this tournament as well. Evil will be a good guy to watch. Next up is making his 15th appearance in the G1 Climax, the leader of the Bread Club, if you follow him on Twitter, uh, Satoshi Kojima. Uh, Kojima is an absolute legend of New Japan. I believe he's one of the only people to hold the All Japan Crown and the IWGP Championship, along with like Kenji Muta and people like that, which puts him in the legendary category. Um, last year, he gave up his spot for Hiroshi Tezan to have his uh, big farewell in the tournament, which didn't go that well. So Kojima will be hopefully hoping that this year will go better for him than it did for Tenzan last year. Um, he's a former G1 Climax champion as well back in 2010, so he's been to the top before. He's not going to do it this year, as sad as it is, for, especially for those people who really love his Twitter, which is well worth it. He's trying hard to tweet in English more, and his tweets are just so lovable. But um, he'll be here mainly to play spoiler and show that he's still capable of having those great matches, much like a lot of the veterans in New Japan are. With how punishing the New Japan schedule can be at times, it's always surprises me that some of these like all, all the guys who've been at the top are still able to go at this age. Like look at Liger, for instance. Um, for instance, I'll be talking about the British Jacob and the What Culture Show, where a lot of New Japan guys appeared on, including Jushin Thunder Liger. He's 52 and can still go pretty much every night. Uh, Kojima is one of those guys as well, much like Nagata in the A block. He's an older guy, can still go. He'll have some great matches in this. Next up, making his sixth appearance, the two-time G1 Climate Champion and the current IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Katachika Okada. Um, <coughs> Okada in this tournament, if you've followed Okada's past year, he's having, I, I said this on Twitter and a few other places, that I believe he's having the greatest championship run of, of my lifetime. Which, considering I was around for the new generation with my favorite wrestler, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh, I was around for the Attitude Era, all these things, I feel like this title run is just so far and beyond. And I can include a lot of his G1 Climax matches from last year. Okada doesn't have an off button in these matches and will have outstanding contests every single night. Especially the one that's coming up on the final night. We'll get into the schedule a bit later and how important that final night match is. Um, Okada is just having an absolute banner year. Um, his role in this tournament is a bit different from what you'd expect of a champion. 
his role really is to be up there on the final day, maybe even get to the finals, but not necessarily to win it. It's more to set up his contenders leading up to the Tokyo Dome, or even the person who will go with the title to the Tokyo Dome. Uh, the idea is for champions, they go into the thing and they'll probably lose like maybe three matches. But those three matches will mean that's their title defences for the next few months, which is an ingenious idea. Um, last year, we got Marifuji from Noah having a title match against him at King of Pro Wrestling. In They had an outstanding match in G1 and maybe an even better match in the um, King of Pro Wrestling match. At the time, I think I put it the other way around, but in hindsight and having gone back and watched it a little bit more, like I think that second match is much better. Um, he had an amazing match with Ishii last year that didn't lead to a title match. He didn't have a title match against Bad Luck Fale, but they did have a singles match that was very, very good and eventually had a title match this year too. Uh, Okada will be a big, big part of this tournament. It's impossible for him not to be, and he's always worth watching. Next up is the man who, in terms of international fans, is putting New Japan on the map more and more. Uh, this will be his second G1 Climax, and his only G1 Climax is the one that he won. It's Kenny Omega making his second appearance and again, he will be a big part of this tournament. Kenny Omega, again, ever since he came up from junior to heavyweight, I don't think anyone... Well, you could argue Finn Balor has made a big impression when he went from junior to heavyweight when he was Prince Devitt in the Bullet Club. But Kenny Omega, like he went from junior losing to Kushida at the Tokyo Dome to a month later winning the Intercontinental Championship from uh, in a match against Tanahashi defending it and eventually losing it to Michael Ogden, winning the G1 and having the two greatest matches that I've ever seen against Kazuchika Okada. Kenny Omega is a once-in-a-lifetime performer and you put him up against Okada especially and a lot of people, he can have really just phenomenal matches. If you saw the G1 specials in the USA two weeks ago, you have seen how capable he is to have great matches with everyone. Michael Ogin, Tomohori Ishii, even Jay Lethal. I'm not the biggest Jay Lethal fan. He had a great match with Jay Lethal. In this tournament, there's so much he can do. And he's such a versatile guy as well that you can imagine that he's going to have entertaining matches no matter who his opponent is in this tournament. Next up is a man making his G1 Climax debut, Juice Robinson. Uh, if you followed NXT for a few years, you might remember him as CJ Parker, uh, dreaded jobber who once broke Kevin Owens' nose on his debut. Um, now he's a New Japan guy, and he's getting really over, and he's getting really, really good, and his appearance in the G1, this could be the real breaking point for him. The momentum's there for him. I don't see him being a big part of it. He's there to... He's kind of in the Yoshihashi role in the A block, where he's going to play spoiler more than he's going to be a big factor. But at the same time, this is a big chance for him to really break out, and I feel like it could be this year where by the end of the year, he could be holding maybe the Never title. I don't think the Intercontinental title, but it's a possibility. Let's move on to a guy who made his first G1 appearance last year as well, and it was Sonada. Sonada had some really great matches, but a, a lot of people felt like he was underutilized in last year's tournament, that he was capable of so much more than just losing to some of the bigger name talent. Even though he did get a win over Tanahashi, um, Sonada is a really good talent. Uh, he's in Lost in Gobernaz de Japon, which means there will be a match between him and Evil, which will be an interesting thing. Um, this will be a really good tournament for him again, I feel. He'll be a guy that everyone will talk about a lot. He'll be like the almost the hipster choice of people to win it. Well, not to win it, but to have really great matches every time. Another interesting one to look at. Next up is the world's most terrifying man making his seventh appearance in the G1 Climax 
Minoru Suzuki, the current never openweight champion. Uh, if you've never seen Suzuki before, just imagine a 47-year-old man with a flame haircut that no one dare tell it's, a, it's not the best thing to have, mate. He is an absolute terrifying man, and he can, he's a legitimate badass as well. He was one of the founders of Pancrase, which is one of the forefathers of the UFC. It was formed by him and Ken, Sham, and Ken Shamrock's brother, Frank. Like He is a legit everything. He is just amazing. And the G1 Climax is a good time for him to just brutalize some people. Uh, if you've never seen Suzuki before, <laughs> go and watch his match with Okada, where it was him beating the piss out of Okada for 30 minutes before Okada made a heroic comeback. And you just see like how believable he makes this all. He is an absolute amazing talent. And he's quite versatile too. Uh, if you've seen his stuff in DDT recently, you know that he's capable of more than just being the badass. He's capable of a bit of comedy too and a bit of something else. Um, he'll be a great part of this tournament. Um, a big match to go back. Go back and watch his match with AJ Styles a few years ago. I think it was 2014, his last G1 he was in. Go find that match and watch it and it'll get you psyched for him in this year's G1. Next up, Tamatonga of the Bullet Club, one half of the Gorillas of Destiny, the former IWGP Tag Team Champions. Tamatonga, going into the G1 last year, I felt was lacking something. And he found it in last year's G1. And by the end of it was such a... that The whole, like, having so many matches in such a short space of time, top quality matches against the top guys, just brought that fire out of him. And he's been, on, he's been amazing ever since. I was kind of hoping his tag partner, Tangaloa, would be in this as well. It's not his time yet, I guess. But Tamatonga, I feel like this year should be him making a little step up from last year. Um, he started a bit slow and then got into it and then had a really great match with Bad Luck Fale on the final night. I feel like he'll he'll be more of a spoiler again than a big winner, but he's going to be a big part of this. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Last up, <laughs> after all the talent I've just given you and all the great matchups you're imagining in your head right now, this last guy I'm going to bring into the tournament he is a member of Chaos, and he is the Sublime Master Thief, making his 11th appearance in the G1 Climax, Toru Yano. Toru Yano is one of those guys that you either get or you don't. He's, he's a comedy guy. He's there to have fun. He doesn't really wrestle. He instead low blows and runs away and shouts break and stuff like that. And you either find it very entertaining like I do, or you don't. It's your prerogative. Uh, he's here, kind of. <laughs> he's almost here to give guys a break. Last year, he was like the turning point for Kenny Omega's G1 run, and he, he played that part really well. And the best part about him, he's the ultimate spoiler. That's all he's here for. He's here to get the wins you don't think he should have. He's going to roll people up and cheat and low blow and get a few points. Last year, he got 10 points, which is quite good. He was active until the final weekend, I believe. He's, he's something different in this tournament. The match I'm sorry, you're looking forward to is him and Suzuki. That could be very interesting to see those two go at it again. There are your competitors for the B block. Let's see how those matches line up. Uh, the first night, so if you're watching the A block on the 17th, you get a few days off before the B block starts up on the 20th of July. And the first two nights will have English commentary on the 20th and 22nd. Night one, uh, Kojima versus Juice Robinson. That'll be interesting. Michael Elgin versus Tamatonga. Okada versus Jano. So you get the two Chaos members going against each other and Okada gets... A good f first night. You get his Yano match out of the way. Sonata versus Evil takes place on the first night. Lost and Gobanamas members against each other. It'd be interesting to see how the dynamic works at the beginning of the tournament rather than near the end when the points matter more. It'd be interesting. And the main event of Minoru Suzuki versus Kenny Omega. They've already been setting this match up. 
with Kenny Omega saying the never title is not really important, which I don't know why even in the world, world of pro wrestling, why you'd want to annoy Suzuki in any way or form. But that'll be a fun match. It'll, it'll be a very interesting one to see. The next night, you get Kojima versus Yano on the 22nd, I should say, with English commentary. Okada versus Elgin. That will be a very good match. I don't know if they've ever met before in a match. If not, they might have met in the first G1. I can't remember exactly. But this will be a very good match. Evil versus Juice Robinson. Suzuki versus Sonada. That's interesting. And Okada, uh, Omega versus Tamatonga. Bullet Club members going up against each other in the B block. 25th of July, um, Kojima versus Michael Elgin. Juice Robinson versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, poor Juice Robinson. Tamatonga versus Evil. Kenny Omega versus Toriyano. That'll be fun. <laughs> if you want to see Kenny Omega take a bit of a night off and just have fun, that's the match to do it with. And then to finish off that night will be Okada versus Sonada. They had a really great match last year. That'll be a really good one again. 27th of July, you get Kazuchika Okada versus Kojima. Juice Robinson versus Tamatonga, Sonada versus Toriyanu, Minoru Suzuki versus Evil. Again, that'll be interesting. And uh, Michael Elgin versus Kenny Omega. They have had a few really great matches over the last few months. That will be worth watching. July 30th, Evil versus Toriyanu, Suzuki versus Tamatonga, Elgin versus Sonada, Okada versus Juice Robinson. I'd be interested to see that one for sure. And Kenny Omega versus Satoshi Kojima in the main event. Uh, Omega and um, Okada definitely trading off the main events in this V block. The next one on August 2nd, Michael Elgin versus Toru Yano. Uh, Yano played spoiler to Elgin last year and I believe took him out of contention with a low blow and a roll up. So Elgin will be looking for a bit of revenge this year. Um, Sonada versus Juice Robinson, Okada versus Tamatonga, Minoru Suzuki versus Kojima, and Kenny Omega versus Evil in the main event. August 5th. We get Kenny Omega vs. Juice Robinson, Tamatonga vs. Toru Yano, Minoru Suzuki vs. Michael Elgin, Kojima vs. Sonada, and Okada vs. Evil. I could see a bit of a spoiler going on in that main event. I'll make a prediction there that Evil might actually get a big win there. It could be a, it could be his little step up for to move his way up a card a little bit and get a title shot later on in the year. Uh, August 8th, uh, we get Kojima vs. Tamatonga, Elgin vs. Evil, Robinson versus Toriano, that'll be fun. <laughs> Omega versus Sonada, that will be, I feel like that could be the sleeper match of the tournament that could be just absolutely phenomenal. And then we get the rematch from February this year of Okada versus Suzuki. Oh, that will be very, very good. <laughs> if you saw that match earlier on this year that I mentioned, it was phenomenal and that will be really great. And then it's August 12th and the Bebop finals from the Sumo Hall with English commentary, Kojima versus Evil, Elgin versus Robinson, Tamatonga versus Sonada, Suzuki versus Toriyano. That one will be great. But it might be overshadowed by the fact that Omega Okada 3 is happening in the G1 and it will happen on the final night. It'll be interesting to see considering their first match went 46 minutes, their second match went the full hour draw. This match can only go 30 minutes. So it'll be a different dynamic. It won't be for the championship. My prediction is... Omega will play spoiler and make sure Okada doesn't get to the final. Whether that means Okada, Omega goes to the final or it means someone else in the block goes to the final, it won't be Okada and Omega will be the one to stop him either by forcing a draw or maybe getting his big win. The big win is probably what will happen, so then we get Omega versus Okada for the title one more time later on in the year. The winner of all that will go on to August 13th at the Sumo Hall for the G1 Climax 27 finals, which will have English commentary. 
and they will face the winner of the A block. And if you want to hear more about the A block, go listen to the show from two days ago. Uh, that's all for the B block. And as you can tell, there's so much great stuff on that lineup. It's well worth your time to go to New Japan World, subscribe for about £7, and you get all that action. There's, there's at least one match that you'd want to see on each one of those nights. And even if you, you might be thinking, I don't have the time to watch that much stuff. It's all on demand, so you can go and pick and choose what you watch, and it'll all be there, ready to go, and it is very, very much worth your time. Also, while you're online and you're looking up New Japan World, head over to royalgrumble.weebly.com, and there's links to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash royalgrumble, Twitter at royalgrumblepod, or go to, and then go to iTunes, uh, go to Stitcher, any, wherever you get your podcasts from, or just go on our website and you can download them from there. Go subscribe and listen to all the New Japan Grumble shows throughout the G1 and throughout the rest of the year whenever there's big shows. And the Royal Grumble show every Sunday where we talk about all the week's news with the host Graham and Daryl. And we talk, um, We have a big topic each week. Our big summer fest is coming up. I forgot to mention that in the last episode. Uh, we do summer fest every year where we announce everything we do in the week so you can join in and all the festivities and all the fun we're going to have leading up to SummerSlam, the second biggest show of the year almost. And while that's all happening, we're going to have the G1 too. It's going to be a very busy time for me. And it'll put, if, you're, if you're going for it, it'll be a busy time for you too, but it will be worth it. Thank you very much for listening. Tune in on Sunday for the main Royal Grumble. That's it for me. Good night.